Welcome to episode 28 of Cyclops is Waiting for Me, an X-Men, the animated series weekly recap podcast. I'm Rod. You can look me up on Instagram, Rod Kim Rocks, and see all my old TikToks. Yeah? Do you have, do you have good old TikToks? <laughs> is it going to be more than raccoons humping each other? You know funny i decided to just actually do tiktok for real for a couple of months and that day that thing happened and i already recorded a bunch of tiktoks i was like you know what let's let's start with this one and that wasn't even planned it just happened to be that night and the cynical one i am jc you can find me on twitch at whiskey and waffles cyclops is waiting for me is our weekly podcast series where we're going back and watching every single episode of the original 1992 X-Men the Animated Series and their original intended script order until the release of X-Men 97, which we believe is coming to Disney Plus in 2023. And for those of you who are wondering how we determine the order of these episodes, because we literally always say, original intended script order. We utilize the book previously on X-Men, the making of an animated series, which was written by Eric Leewald, who was the, the showrunner of this entire series. Also, that list is available on Wikipedia too, so you don't need to go buy a book if you don't want to. Yeah, but you should. It's a great book. It's a great book. I'm a big fan of it. And also, the script order is very important now. You're a couple episodes deep if you've not already caught up in the, the craziness of things because we just had to look this up it was like season four or five depending on where you look yeah depending on what service you're looking at this thing like this episode actually aired two years later than its original intended location so, so is, this, is this correct here the 29 years no i stopped doing math rod okay <laughs> so some quick reminders we we are a recap show about a series that came out sometime near three decades ago <laughs> Hey, we don't know anymore because of this order thing. There will be spoilers. If you don't want spoiled for you, pause the podcast, watch the episode, and come back. We'll do our best to avoid mentioning anything about future episodes we haven't covered yet. We're not sponsored or currently affiliated with Disney or Disney Plus in any way. That's obvious. I feel like, though, if we did a recap show on the boys, Amazon would totally be okay with all of our shit talking. Ooh, yeah. Let's do that. Now, that would give me an excuse to finally catch up on the boys. Seriously, especially because they're now in their third season i keep so seeing so much like praise for it too don't forget to follow us on social media at cyclops iwfm pod on instagram tiktok twitter and facebook and make sure to follow us on the favorite podcast service of your choice that was a weird way of saying it <laughs> finally we record these episodes in batches so we're not even going to react to anything that's news except you know we literally just kind of gave our date away by saying that the boys season three just came out you know you know what we could talk about it's like so my friends eric and rebecca so thanks for the shout out on the Mojo Vision episode. However, the Mojo Vision episodes are our least favorite. And how fitting because that posted this week. <laughs> that posted this week and we're now we're recording the next one. Yeah, and shout out to them for telling us how screwed up the Disney Plus order was of yes. episodes appearing, disappearing. And then, well, well, we we watched them. So that's a plus. Yeah, is it though? No. <laughs> not, a, not according to IMDb for this episode. Oh, so this one is that uh, contrary to our last Mojo Vision episode, this one seems accurate. Now onto the show. Today we're going to be talking about season three, episode ten, titled "Long Shot." Very creative name. It aired on October fifth, nineteen ninety six, and currently sits at a six point four star rating on IMDb. I don't think I ever watched this episode. This is a third one now that I don't think I saw. Or the goldfish effect has gone into hardcore right. with for you. So. <laughs> Or it was that memorable. I don't know. Yeah, so we're back to the weird version of the theme song and intro. Yep, alternate intro, which 96 in release order was the fifth and final season. So we saw not only a different animation style, but we also had a more like pseudo remix to the song. It wasn't like a full-fledged yeah. one. It was like just a little bit 
I think they just re-recorded it or something. Right. But the theme imagery was also like highlights from the show as opposed to being original animation from from like, you know, all the way back to the pilot. Yeah. So we, we start this episode with it looks like Wolverine is teaching Jubilee to drive in like a learner's permit kind of situation. She does not get the clutch. Yeah. I, I was like. You're teaching her to drive on manual. <laughs> I guess it's fair if you're going to be part of essentially like a soldier, you know, like a super soldier kind of thing. Also, I have heard it didn't occur to me, but it is better to learn off of manual because then you are prepared for anything mm. as opposed to if you learn like easy mode, like how I learned. Same with me. Yeah. Like if, you know, two decades later, you put me in in a car that has a clutch. I literally can't drive it. I don't even know if this is, is, it, is this still a thing now? Like learner's permits and stuff? And I think they just start later. I remember when I got my permit, I had to wait until I was 16 mm-hmm. and I could get it the day I turned 16. But it also depends on certain states. Yeah, like you live, yeah. certain states, like I know people who could get, who were able to get their learner's permit at 15 and a half. That's way for me. I, I got my learner's permit at 15 and a half and then you got your driver's license at 16 and a half. However, since I was in, a place called Greentown, Indiana. All of us have been driving tractors since we were eight. So mm. everybody was fine. <laughs> Definitely not abiding to any late labor laws. I, I all, all that to say that I think I feel like this like is another one of those things that firmly plants the show in the 90s because of the driving age and all that stuff. So they arrive at a convenience store. He goes inside and tells Jubilee to to wait outside for whatever reason. I don't know what Wolverine's buying that she has to stay. I think he just car. wanted to get away from her for a second. Like... He's there. so stressed out that he's like gonna take his time in the Seven yeah. Eleven. Essentially, buy some cigarettes and pour in while I'm in there. I mean, Wolverine is known for smoking cigars. Like yeah. that is a, a aspect of his character that obviously didn't cross over to the animated series because of standards and practices for kids. But like for a long period of time, like the cigar was iconic for Wolverine, yeah. and, and when he would be animated or when he would be drawn, drawn by certain man. people. And it, like clockwork, the second. Wolverine is out of sight. A portal opens up above Jubilee, and Longshot drops out of the portal. I, even though we just we had watched it not too long ago, I'd just forgotten about him. Kind of, I mean, I knew he was still there, but I didn't think we would see him again. You know, he seemed kind of like a disposable character at the time. Yeah, I, I could see that. But one important thing to know is when you look at who went into the Mojoverse episode. Jubilee was not one of them. So this is Longshot's first time encountering her, and her first time encountering him. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like the the early 90s, late 80s, like rock star kind of vibe. I mean, he literally has a blonde mullet. Well, yeah. (laughs) And he's wearing like all black, presumably leather with the way that it's like, the way that it's animated, it looks shiny. Yeah, yeah. And shortly after, like just just following Longshot, a bunch of alien soldiers come out of another portal and it's followed by Spiral coming out. So... Yeah, there's the mojo. Yeah, it's like a three guard scenario. Spiral is there along with a almost looks like a red skinned Asgardian dwarf is kind of the best way I could describe him. And that character's name is Gog. What stood out for me is Gog is actually a character within the Marvel 616 comic book universe and a completely different character than what we see here. Oh, so he's not related to the whole mojo. Unless there is a second Gog that mm-hmm. exists within the 616. Gog is like this like crazy rock monster kind of thing <laughs> that recently had a stint in Amazing Spider-Man. It was like almost a pet to Peter Parker and his at the time roommate Boomerang. I know I'm going off on a hell of a yeah. tangent. No, that's great. So they, they just like pulled the name. They're like, we need a name. 
or there's such a like one-off gog that we you know you just i i never read that mojo stuff yeah, yeah. so i don't associate it with with mojo a fight breaks out and one thing that definitely stood out to me about the the fight is you finally got a good look at Longshot's hand which I talked oh, to Rod about yes. in the last episode, and they did animate him with only having a thumb and three fingers. So oh, great. Yeah. And Spiral almost kills Longshot, but one of the soldiers, well, I, I don't remember if it was Gog or not, because by the, at this point we hadn't heard their names yet, but he says that the master programmer wants him alive. It At the time, it was weird. It was worded in a weird way to me where it made me think like maybe, maybe Mojo's dead or something. Or that somebody else has taken over yeah. or something to that extent. Yeah. So... I think it, I think it was Gog because the others were just kind of like yeah, brainless or like yeah they were like mindless henchmen whereas like Gog seems to have a personality yeah it's not a great personality but he <laughs> has a personality and then Jubilee I guess has been spending time with Storm once again I haven't seen this episode before today and she she says the princess of pyrotechnics orders you to release him or something yeah the princess of pyrotechnics released the, the human and yes which again alien guy just popped up out of the sky and yeah. has four fingers total on both hands uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know i guess it's more the fact that she's just acknowledging that they are obviously not human yes so she's just leaping to a conclusion yeah and she and she's taking this opportunity to be like i can be the next i'm gonna be a badass for cute guy yeah that's, oh, that's true. Teenage Crush could be playing into this. I think that, yeah, when, when he popped up into the car and she's like already trying to impress him a little bit. Yeah, yeah I could totally see that. So they obviously they run off because they're like, we, we don't need to be here. And as they're running away, this is actually kind of a cool chase sequence. They get called Rebel Scum, which like was probably not intentionally, but felt like a Star Wars callback to me. Yeah. And then Gog summons the Warwolves. Rod. Please give us your your description of the warwolf. I was like, oh, they're like giant metallic dogs. <laughs> to which my response was, Rod, what is a giant dog? A wolf. Yep. <laughs> Just had to point that out. So the the wolves give chase mm-hmm. and then, Al- along with the 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 guards too. Yeah, and so that's what was part. It was a surprisingly like action-packed chase sequence for being like this weird quality version of the show. Right. Then we get kind of like Wolverine who didn't hear any of the commotion that was going on outside in front of like yeah. the, you know, quickie Mart, 7-Eleven, whatever we want to call this place. Yeah. And it's just like, he sees the car is empty and he's like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> I lost the kid again. And he goes out to the, the car and he smells Longshot. So he starts pursuing as well. And when we're back on the chase with Longshot and Jubilee, at some point Longshot's eye lights up. Yeah, they're, they're exiting an alley. And at that point, the eye lights up and as soon as they're at like a safe distance would be the way to say it, a garbage truck just kind of like pulls right in front. And probably your favorite moment from the episode happened right there, right? Yeah, like the, the war wolves or the giant metallic dogs, whatever you want to call them, uh, smush into- They're literally the- called war wolves. <laughs> yeah. That's literally their names. Smush into the side of the garbage truck, kind of like the T-1000s, the, the, the liquid metal terminators. Right. And it's I think it's supposed to give you a sense of like, oh, they lost them, you know, but then they just- kind of quickly like reform and they walk or they like run around the side of the truck so yeah. they give, give, give them a little bit of space but it was like oh these things are pretty relentless yeah so now you don't know how they're going to defeat them because even you know if, like wolverine or somebody comes inside slash they can just like reform you know right they're kind of like it kind of remind me like nimrod almost like nimrod wasn't liquid but he could reassemble and stuff like that so it's like okay so how's this gonna it's the ever like the ever approaching threat yeah it's like it follows but yeah. dog <laughs> yeah 
but duh. Yeah. So they get cornered and are trying to fend them off, but Wolverine catches up with them just in time and starts. Yeah, them it's off. to the point where they're they're stuck in the corner, and one of the wolves is like jumping right at Jubilee, and Wolverine tackles it at the last second, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they're fighting, and they still don't really know how they're going to get out of this with like indestructible werewolves and Spiler. They, they start to get a little bit of an upper hand when it's now like a three on three or three on four scenario. Yeah. Longshot pulls out like these bolos and uses that and like takes down one of the werewolves because it like can't Trips walk up. anymore yeah. and stuff like that. And by then, Spiral and the guards show up. And then everybody is just using TV language. Like instead of saying kill them all, as Spiral says. Cancel them instead yeah. of kill. Pull the plug. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah the, they basically allude to the fact that they were going here to this earth. They kind of didn't pay attention to what earth it was or what mm-hmm. location it was. It was just, we're following long shot. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, these warriors weren't part of the plan. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well, we'll come back and deal with this after we reform a little bit. So I, I'm once again, they didn't say their names yet. So I'm going to assume it was God because he was kind of the lead it was gog it was gog says long broadcast mojo instead of long live mojo (laughs) yeah that was one of those ones where it's like we you know when we're doing this we just make sure we have all our our facts straight as possible and i thought he said long broadcast portal because that would make sense because they literally called a portal rod watches with the captions on to make sure things like this don't get by and was like long broadcast mojo and it was like wait that's a weird phrase to say. Yeah. And we started talking it through and it's like, oh, a broadcast is live. <laughs> and in a world where everything is like shitty TV puns, long broadcast as opposed to long live actually yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's and funny. I hate it. <laughs> also, I know some other people who are like me will relate. I'm one of those people who can't hear without the captions. I don't know what it is. There must be some sort of like neurodivergent explanation for it, but I feel like I physically can't hear words sometimes if the captions aren't on the screen. Only during the Gambit episode (laughs) does that make a difference for me. Because I have no idea the hardcore Cajun going on in that episode of people who actually speak French probably doing the French like Cajun style. I was so clueless. That whole episode I had to be on. With like slight Canadian accent. Yeah, slight Canadian Cajun. So side note, did you Canadian know, for anybody for anybody that's like me and needs captions? Did you know that when you go to at least AMC theaters, you can request a thing that puts captions on movies that just hovers in front of your chair? It goes into your cup holder, okay, and it overlays in front of your view and puts the captions on for you if you request it. I don't think I've ever even seen somebody have that like in the theater near me, let alone myself doing yeah, it. I've heard about it, and then I finally saw someone do it. I'm like, I need to start asking for that. That's really I, cool. I always forget. I, lo- I, <laughs> I love to hear that that is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So where were we? Okay, uh, cancel long, long broadcast. <laughs> yeah, long long broadcast mojo, and then they teleport away. Yeah, so then they're interrogating Longshot, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Longshot says he can't remember anything. Yeah. He just doesn't. He's, he's kind of got like short-term amnesia, essentially. And Wolverine doesn't trust him. So well, Wolverine's last interaction with yeah. him was like, even though Longshot saved the X-Men in the Mojo Vision episode, he didn't really do it for the right reasons. He yeah. literally was just like, oh, I want my time slot back. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't he wasn't a hero in the situation necessarily. Yeah. I want to go bang Dazzler and Spiral. No fair. They decided to take him to Professor Xavier because uh, he's made good decisions lately. And we he only lost one of his original X-Men. Yeah. 
twice. And so we, we finally see Mojo again. So he, who's drinking his Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, I was actually trying to look to see if I could finally read the bottle this time. His hand's covering it up. It yeah. doesn't really matter. It's just like my head. It is a pink bottle yeah. that he's chugging. Yeah, <laughs> which I relate to. Did you know drinking too much Pepto can make you constipated? Yes, that makes a lot of sense. It's an anti-diarrheal thing. <laughs> Why wouldn't you assume that that's what happens? Okay, so almost 40 Rod definitely did not recently learn that. Anyway. Please bleep as much of that as you can. <laughs> so Mojo is clearly, this whole scene is clearly being written by people who are kind of sick of Hollywood, who are like working in film and TV, because he's seeing things like who let actors think, like what like staff wants to get paid now. They're still under contract. Yeah. My biggest star has turned a rebel. Yeah. And Major Domo is there, and he's still giving his weird like descriptions. So I have a couple written down here. He calls him a lardacious liege, and his bulbosity, which not as creative as last time, but still not necessarily nice. So I don't know. I think it's kind of a scenario where how much volume somebody has <laughs> is a status feature. Like that, sure, yeah. In the in the realm that is entirely couch potatoes. He literally That's doesn't true. even use his own legs. That's true. I I, I know like there may be legs under the underneath. He's just yeah. in the chair. It's like Wally. <laughs> just it's in, worse like, than like Wally. It's it's closer to the vampire from Blade Two. <laughs> That's true. There are some cultures I know in some Asian cultures and stuff having like a portly belly means that you live in abundance. So mm. that, could, that might actually be that might be a so he is abundant as shit. Right. So he's upset with Spiral for not you know for kind of messing up the mission and stuff and. So he, he, he does like a Shang Tsung thing. Well, she spits back where she's like, well, if you want him so bad, why don't you go get him yourself? Yeah. And then he is not having it. Yeah, so he does. If anybody's seen like the either the Mortal Kombat games or the the old movies and stuff, like he like kind of steals her soul. We don't know what she's actually doing. He's like sucking her life force. Yeah, I mean, there there's there's various like powers where it's essentially like, you know, he's he makes her look like she's whether it's skinnier weathered old decrepit yeah. yeah like she she like goes from hot lady <laughs> with six arms to like oh she looks like she's like 90 right now side detail i noticed in the fight scene for the first time maybe this was animated this way in the previous episode and i just never noticed but her shoulder joints are they're like not how you think like they're not up and down they're like back to front i thought that was a interesting like, I, I animation think, choice i think it's a very easy thing to draw yeah but it's probably very hard to animate yeah like even if you look at marvel versus capcom where she's mm -hmm. like one of the fighters in yeah. it stuff just kind of like weirdly overlaps and you yeah. don't question it yeah, it's very fluid yeah but i, I just thought I, I guess it makes sense because if you're fighting it's an easy way to like not be stabbing yourself constantly up and down you know? yeah so if, they're, if they're next to each other like on that plan i don't know it's it was yeah. just interesting uh so anyway so she's She's just a tick away from death. And doesn't he call her like a sack of armpits or something like yes. that? Yes. Yeah. I do remember that, which, you know, not too far. <laughs> she does have more armpits. Than she she else. literally has to have six armpits. Yeah. So. And Major Domo kind of takes that like little kernel of an idea, turns around and then plants the idea. Into which is a well-known tactic for people who have difficult bosses. Yes. Is the way to get something done is make your boss think they came up with your idea. So even though you're not going to get credit for it, you end up getting what you think you is the best plan regardless. And, and life is probably a little bit easier. It's easier because that person is probably not screaming. And also, if it fails, it's harder for them to blame you if it was yeah. their idea. Have you ever watched My Big Fat Greek Wedding? No. 
So there's a scene where a main character, she wants to go to college, but her parents don't believe it's a really old school family. They don't believe in the women and going to college or whatever. But her mom wants agrees with her. So she has the, one of the greatest quotes in the early 2000s movies because she's like, dad will never let me go to college. And her mother's like, don't worry. Your father may be the ha- head of the household or the man may be the head of the household, but the woman is the neck. And so then they go into basically this. We're like, wouldn't it be great if she took some business courses or whatever? And so this is basically what happens here. Major Domo pitches a show without pitching a show where they pursue the X-Men, but Mojo, Mojo is is the hero of the show. Yeah, he's like the one leading the charge. He's on camera. I don't know for the first time necessarily, but it seems like a newer concept. Or at least I actually likened it a little bit to Vince McMahon in wrestling in that Vince, you know, was was there, but he was not like the character. He was just kind of like the face of the company. He was like an MC. Yeah. And then eventually he became centerpiece to the show itself. And I kind of felt like that's what, what Mojo was getting out of it. And ironically, this was a few years before Vince started doing that at WWE. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. He got the idea from Mojo. Media empire, man. Right. So Mojo actually has a line here that is this personally triggering. That was interesting. And it's interesting to see someone not me reference this mojo says what what's everybody waiting for we're burning daylight so i have an old boss when i used to work a day job that would say that to me all the time about things that we had no control over the time on that phrase is literally like one of a handful of things where i just i'm like i can't work day jobs anymore so i need to just say that to you to make you feel really uncomfortable <laughs> during podcast recordings yes I, I don't know yeah so it, it, that that was like okay ick he's like a terrible boss i mean all, all the other stuff was terrible he dude. sucked the life yeah. out of spiral but dude this, this this drew the line for me that was the spot yeah, you were too, okay <laughs> well before he he gives the burning daylight line he does inject the s back into spiral what i thought was interesting was major domo actually says well we probably need the sorceress to get back there the use of sorceress was not yeah I, established I it was just it i i believe it is accurate to the way she is described in the comics and stuff like that but it just had not it, it's not what you picture as a sorceress yeah in you know in a traditional sense yeah i get yeah i guess i didn't know until that moment that that was like kind of her like a D role almost you know if like this is a different role like yeah i guess it makes sense though yeah because she was kind of just doing mojo's bidding and stuff right. but magically right kind of. yeah and then he yells to you know to get stuff ready and he goes gog we're going live <laughs> <laughs> which i feel like i literally used to hear vince mcmahon say of like yep we're gonna do it live and yeah. it's like oh shit it's definitely just like an overall 90s reference to like tv meta stuff so right funny. so at the mansion rogue and everybody else is surprised that they brought Longshot back. Yeah, because Rogue was one of the people who was there in the Mojo Vision episode, along with Beast. And she's probably like me. She's like, I didn't ever think he'd see this guy again. What's he doing on Earth? <laughs> also, how did he get to our planet? Yeah. And and so Xavier comes in as everybody's arguing because like Wolverine doesn't want him there. And Jubilee thinks we should help because she's still crushing on him and stuff. So Xavier asks, like, who is this guy? Because he, I, apparently the X-Men didn't tell him about this cyber well, adventure they went on. So I'm sure they told him about it, but there wasn't a way, like, they didn't have cell phone cameras on them that True. they were able to, like, take a picture. And unless it's something major, they're probably just like, you don't need to read my mind to see what these people look like. It was from an alternate dimension. Yeah. We're never going to talk to them again. Yeah. So the same way that you felt. Yeah. <laughs> And so I I love this moment, though, because everybody's talking over each other. And Xavier's like, stop. B 
beast what happened and the beast like calmly like summarizes it in two sentences coming from an italian family i had to do that a few times not where somebody would say stop but i would have to explain what was going on in the middle of an argument to yeah. people that were not italian yeah to catch them up with what was going on when i was on the east coast i would spend time with some like friends italian families and stuff and mm -hmm. i had to learn myself and maybe you could vouch for this there were times i was just stressed and i was like why is everybody arguing like we're not arguing we're just talking yeah <laughs> so there's sometimes it's not even arguing they're just like how you doing it's like and just the timbre to me it's like, well the trick is you have six people sitting at a table and there are six different conversations happening simultaneously <laughs> and you're interjecting in them but because there are six people talking at once that's a much louder conversation because i have to talk over my aunt who's yeah. talking over my mother who's talking over my cousin and you're passing like all the like family size like dishes and stuff that <laughs> i mean we would just reach into the center no. like i don't i don't do the passing the plate stuff you just reach into the center of the table and you hope you don't get stabbed there you go oh man cultural differences anyway beast has explained the yeah. situation and you know they're like well he doesn't remember anything and Xavier's kind of like well it's Longshot's decision if he wants me to try to read his mind and Jubilee kind of gives it like well we're gonna blow this popsicle stand and like get out of here and that's when she mentions that she's 15 when she's she, she goes outside on a walk with Longshot which I don't know maybe maybe it's just like through hindsight now being in 2022 I don't know if I would let a 15 year old girl go like on a walk alone with some strange alien man that popped out of the I sky. think that's a totally fair thing <laughs> but that happened right and and as she's walking out some of the x-men are just like what's wrong with her why is she and rogue is like yeah guys she has a crush even yeah, I can see it clearly. like you referred to it in the last ep or two episodes ago that Professor X is not great at reading social cues yeah most of the team is not great at yeah. reading social cues I feel like and while Jubilee and Longshot are on their walk Mojo arrives it's weird I didn't have I, I couldn't think of a better description other than he's just kind of acting like a gross dog you know like he's like sniffing stuff well he like, picks up he picks up a flower and sniffs it and then yeah. sucks the life out of the flower yeah it's just like the way they animated him and stuff. He's just I like, mean, he's supposed to be gross. This is yeah. not supposed to be an attractive character in any <laughs> in any sense. Yeah. And then Major Domo calls him the magnificent abundance. And then they start going through ideas of what they should call Earth. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. These these didn't age well. It started out with danger world and then it became terror world. And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> well, you know what? They, they just Simpsons predict the future. X-Men predict the future. Yeah. yeah. But they do, again, predict the future of, well, you know, we're going to have this like epic adventure, but we're going to save the violence for the news and talk shows. Yep. They just add TikTok to that. They would have had it covered. <laughs> <laughs> and back at the mansion, apparently Longshot did agree to the mind scan from Xavier. They did have enough foresight to make sure Jubilee was outside of the room for this because good call. Well, they didn't do that when Gambit had his mind yeah. read by Xavier and that's still a risk. I, yeah. I think that's... <laughs> That's that's waving around a loaded gun. I don't believe they took that risk. And Xavier says, Longshot's mind is barren, which I don't know if this was another Hollywood dig. <laughs> I mean, I think it was it was just kind of like, oh yeah, look at this pretty boy. Yeah. Fuck him. So Jubilee decides to go for a walk by herself because she's kind of sulking that she can't be there to read this hot guy's mind. And she runs into like this I don't know, like this bulbous big, scarecrow. Yeah, which is like, I guess I would be curious too, but also I would not walk towards it. I feel like if you're a member of this team, you know everything in the world is trying to kill you. Mm -hmm. So seeing a scarecrow, would yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> but then a fat scarecrow? No. Yeah, would not, even as a teenager, 
would not walk towards like a really strange looking scarecrow in a world where everything is trying to kill me. And not surprisingly, it's Mojo. Yeah. And so you, you don't see the abduction happen, but you know, the abduction away just in time. We go back to long shots like mind scan and Professor Xavier is able to dig deep enough to find some memories. And it basically kind of depicts almost like a Star Wars fight. You know, it feels like that world. Yeah, it's described as a great battle and genetically engineered slaves have rebelled and Longshot kind of became the best weapon against Mojo mm -hmm. because he was essentially like Mojo's boy. He was Mojo's mm -hmm. spokesman. And then he's the one that turns on him. It's like, well, if the biggest star is rebelling, then it must be really messed up because Longshot of anybody was living the life of all the slaves. Yeah. So. And I guess this is more common Hollywood commentary about the slaves. <laughs> Like rebelling and being engineered and all that stuff. So they reveal in the flashback or the mind scan order. Mind you scan call it, flashback, yeah. He's cap he, he's captured through this rebellion, his memories erased, and he's he's kind of he's rescued before being like accidentally teleported to Earth. Right. Yeah, they you know, they were gonna try to turn him into a propaganda weapon back against the rebellion. The, the rebellion. That gets interrupted by Wolverine calling the X Men because there's something wrong outside and we know it's where jubilee ran into mojo but they don't yet and it's just weird out there like yeah the you see all the foliage has like had the life essence removed from it they basically come to the conclusion that like this could be a threat to all life if whatever did this left a trail behind it <laughs> of death yeah yeah and i was like I mean, he's kind of like a giant slug and it's not slime but there's a trail of death that followed yeah. where his his body went and they find Jubilee's jacket and they freak out, rightfully so. Once again, like they didn't exactly, you know, do the most, you know, have the most precaution, you know, with this 15 year old. Right. And and the, the part that stood out is Longshot goes that he can't read her future. Okay. So this was where I had questions about Longshot's power. So is that his, his clairvoyance, like his power? Because his eye lit up. That happened. Yeah, his eye lit up, and it's a variation on a luck power because okay. earlier in the episode, Gog refers to him as like the lucky one. Yeah. So he is able to kind of see moments into the future where it's like, oh, dodge this way versus that way, and then you don't get shot in the head. It's like probability or something. Something along those okay. lines, essentially. Yeah. Gotcha. Again, was... I haven't read a lot of Longshot because he very much was like a character of the 80s and the 90s, and they yeah. don't. They don't tap into him too, too often in the current comics. Yeah. Because the current comics are very focused on the mutination, Krakoa. And because he's kind of from like this alternate dimension, they kind of just don't fuck with it. Yeah. It's, Although, it's, I want to say it's at least been like two years since I saw a book that even had Mojo in it. Arguably, this would be a good time to bring back characters like Longshot and Dazzler because the little 80s, 90s thing, you know, like just yeah. the, the overall cultural like. Well, Dazzler, Dazzler has continued to evolve, not to go on like the longest tangent, but her vibe and style mm -hmm. has changed according to what popular music is at that point. Oh, interesting. Because original okay. Dazzler was like disco queen. Yeah, yeah. And then she went into like 80s poppy, like the Pride of the X-Men style. Late 90s Dazzler was like grunge Dazzler. Oh, I did not like remember that one. Like grunge punk almost. Nice. And now she's kind of like, I don't want to say like Ariana Grande, but a little bit of a pop, yeah, a pop a pop vibe to yeah, it. She's a modern pop princess. Right. You've seen the internet rumors before Infinity War and Endgame that Taylor Swift was going to make a cameo as Dazzler on something. I did not see that one, but I, I believe it's like, yeah. There was some things that you saying, even saying that it would have been as like small as like her face would have been on an album cover in a store or something. Right. And all of that, I, 
Taylor Swift finally did an interview on one of the late night shows and they asked her about it. She was like, no, I kind of wish I was in the MCU. But all this came from because one of the songs on one of her albums at the time was called Endgame and everyone just spun the rumor mill from there. And she's like, but no, I mean, if it was if that happened, I would be so much more excited right now. But also from what you're saying, like that would make so much sense. It would have been kind of a cool cameo if they were going to make her a main character. Well, who knows? Maybe we will get her or because we can't get Miley because Miley is already in Guardians. They're repeating a lot of people, though, because Michelle Yeoh is also in Guardians, but she is also Shang-Chi's auntie. And same with Gemma Chan. You know, she was Minerva in mm-hmm. Captain Marvel and also Cersei in The Eternals. Oh, yeah. So, like, they're starting to get, like, less and less precious about, like, the characters. And I guess we're going to see with Mahershala Ali with being Cottonmouth and Blade. Right, but that's a, that's a gray area because it's not clear what from Netflix is official MCU canon. Yeah, it's kind of sad, too, though, because there's a... I, I can't remember the actor's name. She was... I can't even remember her character's name, but she was in Luke Cage, but she was also in Civil War as two completely different characters. Civil War, she's very minor just at the very beginning. She was the mother who lost her son. Mm-hmm. And then Luke Cage, she was like the... The crime boss? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I'm a little bit sad if that if Luke Cage doesn't become canon because it was one of the better Netflix series. We went down a fucking yeah. tangent. We could have a whole separate yeah. conversation about that. Let's get back but, into anyway, to this. So they, they kind of follow this trail of death. And yeah, it, and it the... Like the world's merged or something? The, it's more that the plants started mutating. Okay. It's like a matter control kind of thing rather than like a world merge. Because they kind of walk into almost like a Looney Tunes world. Well, yeah, they literally see a mojo sign <laughs> that says like Haunted Forest Mutant Castle yeah. One Mile. <laughs> and Wolverine is not having it and just slashes the shit out of it. It's like your energy in that moment. Oh, Wolverine <laughs> is totally my energy. I... If I'm in his shoes right there, I am pissed at everything. Like you're, you're like this this 15 year old that you're in charge of taking care of is missing, and you see this goofy sign in your yard. Why do you think I match up so well to Clinton Barton? Yeah, that that's 100 percent me. Yeah, Lone Wolf and Cub does not work if I'm the wolf. Yeah, <laughs> and so they follow it, and and. Shortly thereafter, like this flying pirate ship. Yeah, flying pirate ship. Arrives with Mojo on it. And we find out later is a rating sign. But at the time, it's just like a number board. It's a, it has 48 on it. Yeah. Which I guess they've been broadcasting. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. You did get the reference there, though, right? Because they named the show Intergalactic Gladiators. Gladiators. Yeah. So because of the Gladiator show, right? From Which was? Oh, American Gladiators. There sorry. you go. I forgot the American part, man. Just yeah. the gladiator show from yeah. the 90s. Oh, God. Because there was another gladiator show. There was the other gladiator show in the 90s that Terry Crews was actually on. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't remember that. It was not good. <laughs> I, man, I we're not going to go on this tangent because we were on <laughs> one. But kids who didn't grow up in the 90s that are infatuated with 90s nostalgia, look up American Gladiators. It was an era. I, I cannot dis- begin to describe how big that whole thing was. I will close with this one thought. There was an episode of a show called Demo Disc from the guys at Funhouse. And they started talking about American Gladiators and proceeded to look up what Nitro, who is one of the Gladiators, looks like now. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't look up what Nitro looks like now. I'm I'm guessing there's probably like substances and stuff involved with those people. All I know is that he was wearing a shirt that says, keep calm and call Batman. 
Oh no. Okay. Yep. Well, there's that. So yeah. So they have a show, Intergalactic Gladiators. Yeah, and essentially it it's like a competition style thing. It was like early reality TV. Mojo gives the intros to Rogue, to Beast, to Wolverine, and then like Longshot as the big star. And it's going to be kind of like the race to get to Jubilee. Yeah, and he and Mojo has like a Freudian slip, or maybe it was on purpose. It's uh, definitely on purpose. Is that the prize slash bait? is a date with Jubilee, which also is still kind of gross because she's 15, but... He's kind of like, well, you know, if she survives all this, because Spiral just wants to kill her. Spiral's like, why do we even need her? He's like, well, we got another show, and it was the nine, like, tic-tac-toe grid set up, and it was kind of like a weird Brady Bunch thing, except the monsters, instead of looking at Alice, were, like, shooting lasers into Jubilee in the sun. I should have recognized that reference, but I didn't until, like... Considering how old at heart you are, yes, you should (laughs) have. But yeah, it does seem super obvious now, like thinking back on it. So Rogue tries to make, make take her shot. Rogue tries to fly up and she just gets shot out of the sky. Yeah. So um, she, take, she takes a shot. <laughs> she receives a shot. <laughs> There's no way for you to say that. That doesn't sound creepy. Oh, no. So they, they basically grab her and they start to run off. And while she's recovering, they determine they like they should split up with Rogue and Beast kind of like, hanging back to to try to slow down their pursuers. Wolverine's like, yep, cool, I'll go forward. And Longshot's like, I will go with you. And he's like, no. Yeah. So the Beast and Rogue run through Camp Crustaceous. Cretaceous. Cretaceous. Crustaceous is lobster. This is clearly a reference to Jurassic Park because, again, 90s reference, I can't emphasize enough how huge Jurassic Park was in that, that like, two or three years. Yes. It was the it was the biggest thing, especially for the age group of young boys who grew up obsessed with dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. We were the first generation to get something that was this tangible and close to what we wanted to see. Yeah, and a good story, despite what the current Jurassic World movie is like. In addition to the Jurassic Park reference that was there, I also got a pseudo reference to the last time that we saw Mojo in the Mojo Vision episode, where they cut from their experience with the X-Men to like, what else is on TV? And they cut to the Savage Land oh, at that true, point too. Yeah. They just like recycled an idea, which is another like Hollywood commentary. Oh. And then they get chased by a giant purple lizard with green nails. So that was pretty spot on. So around the same time, I think Barney had debuted like what, two or three years earlier? Barney had debuted roughly around the same time as Jurassic Park because I remember I bought a really tacky like airbrushed on a boardwalk shirt mm-hmm. of like a t-rex attacking barney yeah yeah because my it was like my aunt is like yes i will take him on vacation and buy him the stuff his mom won't <laughs> it was on yeah it, it was it was within a couple of years of each other jurassic park and barney it was like there was a whole dinosaur craze yeah like where there was there right now there's like a whole superhero movie craze and stuff i think like the dinosaur thing was that right and time. spiral kind of like calls mojo on it she's like a purple dinosaur really yeah. and mojo like gives the the biggest <laughs> wink to the camera and it was just like yeah kids will love it this is hilarious i love it you know that came from like some frustrated screenwriter well, i've gone to film school i've written these beautiful scripts and barney yeah <laughs> yeah so they have like a little bit of like an engagement with the you know the the dinosaur and then they also get attacked by raptors like they're they were going hardcore into the jurassic park reference and i did notice in kids these kids these days anyway i don't know how to put it would not know this but the the noise that the raptors make is a clear imitation of the raptors in jurassic park absolutely and that wasn't really a thing to my knowledge before jurassic park like the way that they had them do that noise and stuff i yeah. think it was like concocted for that movie because of the way that they whatever discoveries they made at the time or something yeah that that was like 
that was very much just aping on the Jurassic yeah, Park style. And raptors weren't even really that popular before. Because it literally isn't a raptor. Yo, yeah. <laughs> like, if you look at prehistoric Earth show that's on, like, HBO Max right now, mm-hmm. where it shows, like, what the actual raptors look like, and they're, like, you know, the little shit dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're closer to coyotes than they are to what the raptors are, which is closer to a dinonychus. Yeah. The wolverine senses they're being followed. And he offers to hang back and, and double back. It was weird because he's like senses they're being followed, but then he discovers a hanging cell phone from a tree branch <laughs> and he gets attacked by a pirate goat man. Is that a good descriptor? I mean, it's I a, thought he was a ram. Was he a goat? Sorry, ram. Yeah, okay. sorry. Pirate, pirate ram. It <laughs> makes that distinction. But not ram man from he man. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets like whacked and this Ram guy is like about to take him down. Luckily for Logan, Longshot has come back and he's like, what, Quark? That's his name, by the way, is Quark. Accurate to a comic book version of Quark, Quark is a name that has been used for multiple characters too. So if you like Google image search Quark for Marvel, there are multiple Quarks, essentially. But he's like, what, do you want to be the guy who took down some Earther or do you want to like be the man who took down Longshot. Longshot? And Quark makes a really piss poor decision. He throws his gun away and tries to like pull right. out his knife. I guess for show, because they're all like in this entertainment. Th- I don't know. I don't know either, but that's, if you were going to finish off Wolverine at point blank with a gun, mm-hmm. shooting long shot at a distant is still impressive. Yeah, like or, or both. Yeah, just shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Double tap Wolverine yeah. and then go for long shot. And Longshot kind of does like the 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 bullfighter thing. He run, he lures Quark to him, and then runs out of the way just in time. So the Quark like knocks himself out, running into a tree. Yeah, and they get a little bit of distance. And when they they turn back, they see that there's like a recovery crew who's on like this little hover pad. Yeah, and they give kind of like the wink to each other. We're gonna do this. Yeah. And you don't actually see them, but they they steal the ship because in the next shot you see that it's like a platform ship flying and attack Mojo on his flying pirate ship yeah and then they get to the the arena and more combat starts breaking out there and (laughs) mojo just starts freaking out because he's like wait all this action is happening there are no cameras near us get all the cameras to the arena now that's just like the perfect opening for beast and and rogue who are kind of screwed a little bit yeah they're on like a cliffside and these soldiers end up just screwing themselves over by shooting the cliff that then proceeds to topple back down on them. Yeah, and then traps them. But I guess the, the, those robot soldier things, they weren't necessarily sentient. So I guess... All right, they definitely weren't programmed yeah. well. <laughs> those are not great combat droids. And so at the arena, Longshot and Wolverine try to break in. Spiral stops them and Spiral and Longshot have kind of like a, a little... Well, first off, she says it's a closed set. Yeah. Because we haven't gotten TV enough... Language. Yeah, we haven't gotten enough Hollywood language in it. So there's a little back and forth and we find out that they used to date. Longshot straight up says it. Yeah. They used to date. Which, to your point, at the end of the Mojo Vision episode, you're like... Is he trying to hit that? Right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, the answer is yes. So between the last time we saw him and now, yeah. Yep. And they start to fight, but Wolverine ends up taking on Spiral. Right. And Longshot gets zapped by Gog. <laughs> yeah, Gog drops Longshot, and then Jubilee and Beast make the save and kind of mm-hmm. take down Gog. Yeah, oh, because Rogue, in, in the middle of all this, busts through the doors and... And, and grabs them. And- yeah, Rogue ends up fighting against a robot at that point, too. There's, like, this whole, like... Lots of action all happening at once. Jubilee is inside the building. At that time, Longshot takes the knife that he had taken off of Quark, throws it through Mojo's remote control, blows up stuff, 
as that's happening, Jubilee kind of like gets caught in this explosion and launched out the front of the arena. Mm-hmm. And Longshot gets the very like Hollywood stereotypical yeah. catch moment. She like immediately swoons and she's not like deaf from the explosion or, you know, just thankful to be alive after getting abducted by a large alien dog man thingy. But we learn one thing <laughs> very, very important there. When that kind of stuff starts happening, the ratings start dropping. Yeah, that was interesting. Like, because, yeah, the shit, the not the scoreboard on the side of the ship starts like dropping. Well, they had a hundred percent rating, which is like the best rating possible. I would, how does that work? I don't know how that works because I know it back in that time there was like the Niels and SoundScan thing where like certain homes had boxes, so the entire nation's like ratings were based on like some select families, yeah, like 1200 people or something like that, or 12,000 people. That's great, you know. Yeah. So, this is like, are they? set-top boxes in various galaxies, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's only the one galaxy. I think it's Mojo's. Yeah, there's a bunch of set-top boxes, and apparently people didn't like that, and he's like, it it does a quick drop. It goes from, like, 100% to, like, 75 pretty damn rapidly. Mm -hmm. So, of course, Mojo starts freaking out at that point because he's losing ratings, and at the end of the day, all Mojo wants is ratings. Yeah, he's he's not a murderer. He's just, he he murders because of the ratings. Like... (laughs) Yeah. So the Mojo makes a couple of references right in a row. Says the show ain't over until the fat man stings. I know how much you love those puns. Yes. And then he. But he also gives a that's all, folks, yes. which is, I mean, they weren't associated with Disney yet by any means. At this point, they were associated to Fox. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Fox at that point was the one still airing Batman the Animated Series. So it's not like you want to give too overt a middle finger to Warner Brothers either. Yeah. So I think it's just one of those like, love letter to cartoons kind of scenario. Funky pig, Looney Tunes. Mojo is ready to take down Longshot. Jubilee comes up from behind and actually does her power zap on Mojo's tail, which sends his little spider board (laughs) careening back into a tree. And then Mojo's like, Spiral, do something. And so Spiral teleports him away first, just in time, and then the rest of them, and they all kind of get away. Yeah, Spiral, before she leaves, she she definitely says she wants a rematch against Wolverine. Mm -hmm. And she says, needs to be rematch has to be on pay-per-view i want 50 percent of revenues from merch and syndication i'm like good for her for negotiating like that on the spot and these are some bitter writers right somebody's dude nobody gets 50 percent of revenue off of merch and syndication yeah. unless you're the biggest on the planet so because that's a, what a line to put in a kid's show i mean right <laughs> they, they knew who their audience was at this point yeah so then yeah then it just pretty much speeds forward to the end at that point long shot is like saying his goodbyes. The portal's still open. He has to walk through it before it closes. Yeah, he sees Jubilee and like she doesn't want him to leave, obviously, but he knows he has to go home to kind of finish the fight that he started. And he gives her like the kiss on the forehead, you know, before he walks one way, they walk the other. So when there's the kiss on the forehead, if uh-huh. you look at the actual artwork that was associated to it, it was originally a full-fledged kiss. Oh no. And I think it just, it was a matter of, they didn't realize the character was that age. Yeah. But then when it went through, it's like further scripting and such, somebody caught it yeah, and changed it. Because she said her age. Yes. Like, really recently. Yes. And as they're heading home, you, you see, calling back to earlier, there's like a flower on the ground, but it is no longer destroyed and, and such. So you think that might have been like a little, I, mean, I know it was definitely a reference to Mojo being gone and everything coming back to life, but maybe the Phoenix thing. I didn't think it had anything to do with the Phoenix as much as like giving hope to mm-hmm. somebody like Jubilee or something along those lines. Because gotcha. we're in this weird spot where we know Gene is alive, but we don't know anything else about it. Yeah. 
So I don't I don't think they would have inserted something about Gene if you also don't even have Cyclops in the episode. That's true. And it didn't air until two years after. <laughs> even regardless of <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Last little weird detail, and this probably is probably because it aired so late. The end credits had this thing where it showed a scene from like an episode in season five. Oh, see, I never even actually watched the end credits, so I missed it. So it was like, they're just like, fuck the order of things. We're just trying to promo the next episode. <laughs> well, they, they have their order. So if as long as it lines up with what their order is, I guess it works. Yeah. Just some, some notes from it. Eric talks about in the book that this very much had the vibe of the two... I believe the name was Harry Mudd episodes of Star Trek, the original oh. show, where the voice of the show ends up changing okay. and takes the personality of the guest villain rather than what the standard show is. And I think it's like, okay. you know, they, one of the only times they did a contemporary pop culture reference was this episode mm -hmm. with the Barney and Jurassic Park references. Yeah, e Even the T-1000 thing, it wasn't an overt T-1000 reference it yes. was it was similar of course but it wasn't obvious like this is a terminator reference but it's like oh that purple dinosaur with green <laughs> highlights yeah. is obviously a parody of barney yeah because it was like a, it was like a t-rex basically exactly <laughs> they definitely were looking at the writing of the episode to be a little more like rapid fire they actually compared it to the comedy of robin williams of joke 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 I, joke so it had a little bit of like that the, genie vibe from aladdin uh, yeah. yeah like i wouldn't have picked up on that without it being said but now having that seed planted i definitely see like those comparisons i see that yeah, especially with mojo kind of being like this like otherworldly bulbous character no <laughs> and then the the final one was the garbage truck has the logo graz g-r-a-z which okay. was the name of the production company i didn't put that together but now i see it are they saying that they or a garbage cup? Okay. <laughs> that was some frustrated screenwriters. <laughs> see, that's see that's animation because the screenwriters wouldn't have been putting that in. Okay. So the animation studio, they're just like, fuck these guys. Anyway, on that note. The same animation studio that did the Daredevil Easter egg, but they didn't have it actually be Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for joining us. If you have any thoughts, make sure to drop them in the comments for either the YouTube upload or official Instagram post about this episode. If you like what you heard, we'd appreciate a rating on the podcast app you're choosing. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and what I recently learned was CastBox. One more episode to go. Come on, Rod. We're burning daylight. Oh, shit. I'm gone. AI's going to do the next episode.